Like, I just feel like those expectations right off the bat, like you're even just trying to get to know each other's like middle names or favorite colors or like favorite food or if they were actually anaphylactically allergic to anything. Like, Are these questions that you ask on no, first No, 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 no. <laughs> Do I you mean, have any allergies? No, but I just... <laughs> But even those questions aren't even as (laughs) in-depth. Okay, I just want to preface. I have never asked anybody this on the first date. (laughs) Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You're joining us here. You probably love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? Today we have Think, Think Like, like a, a Man. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you follow, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave a review if you like, and if you want to reach out to us about anything, you can contact us uh, on Instagram at Rom-Com Rewind or on TikTok. Ashley, a few days ago, messaged us saying, uh, something borrowed, is that on Netflix? She also said, I was listening several days ago to some of the old podcasts and y'all were talking about Jennifer Aniston and her lack of rom-coms, but have y'all heard of Picture Perfect? It's one of my favorites. It stars Jay Moore and Kevin Bacon as well, which is great because we can revisit the debate of, is Kevin Bacon better looking than Steve Carell? Answer, absolutely. Um, Ashley also says The Duff is on Netflix, another good teen rom-com, absolutely talked about the duff a few times behind the scenes yeah it's a good one i love it so i also wanted to say uh peachy reached out to us and was wondering if we take requests and this is a request from her um she has requested think like a man and so we are very excited to get into this one think like a man is a 2012 american romantic comedy directed by tim story tim has been involved in ride along barbershop taxi fantastic four but like the the Fantastic Four. Yeah, the, the OG, OG Fantastic Four. So it's based on Steve Harvey. Yeah, the guy from that game show. Steve Harvey's <laughs> 2009 book, Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man. Did you know the book was real? Okay, I actually didn't. I didn't either. No. The book was featured a lot in this movie, and then all of a sudden you do some research, and you're like, oh, damn, this, this actually exists. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised. I was like, oh, no way. Like, <laughs> that is crazy. It's actually a book that you can buy. You can still buy it. Think Like a Man, the movie, not the book, is an ensemble cast romantic comedy. You know how difficult it is to weave through these stories, but really it centers on a group of six guys who are all good friends, and the general relationship archetypes that these men all exhibit. And we can kind of lightly go into them. So we have the player. That's Zeke, played by Romney Malco. We've got the dreamer. That's Dominic, played by Michael Ely. The mama's boy, Michael, played by Terrence J. The non-committer, that's Jeremy, played by Jerry Ferreira. And then there's two guys. There's the happily married guy, Bennett, who is just kind of in this for comedic effect and a little bit of depth, I think. And then we have Cedric, Kevin Hart, who is the happier divorced guy. And essentially, all these dudes, aside from Bennett, they're all single and they all have relationship woes based on these character stereotypes. Michael has a girl break up with him because he brought his mom on a date with them. Dominic's girl drops him because he dreams big but never accomplishes those dreams. Stuff like that. And in comes our ensemble female cast. We've got the single mom, Candace, played by Regina Hall. The girl who wants the ring, that's Gabrielle Union, that's Kristen. The 90-day rule girl is Maya, played by Megan Good. And the woman who is her own man is Lauren, played by Taraji P. Henson. Oh, and Gail. There's Gail, Wendy Williams, that's Cedric's ex. She only shows up in the last, like, 10 minutes of the movie. I think we've teased enough of how the story works out without giving anything away. Yeah, I think so. What are your thoughts on this movie? Take my coffee. Guys, happy Valentine's Day, sweetie. And you too, mom. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave you two alone. I'll call you or not. We'll be guys. Sally Slam, go park some cars. Whoa, she's so sweet to the eyes. She walked right by with a nose in the sky. That's my car. She don't even know who I am. Okay, where's the window? Right. The dark night strikes again. But women have had enough. What is the problem with men of this generation? Ladies, do you understand the mindset of a man? You are never going to win in the game of love. Act like a lady, but think like a man. Now one book is changing the game. What are your short-term goals? What are your long-term goals? What are your views on relationships? Who are you, Oprah? 
I could use a nightcap. This movie is great. I really, really enjoyed watching this one. It was my first time ever watching it, and I can honestly say I will watch it again. I am really looking forward to... Did you know that there's a sequel? I did. Okay, I I do now. <laughs> and I am looking forward to watching the sequel sometime very soon. I'm very excited about it. No, it was really, really great. Ensemble casts, um, it brings so much life and fun to a movie. Uh, there's so many storylines to follow and so many things happening. Yeah, it's a great movie. I, I think very underrated in my opinion. But the thing for me, every character has a flaw but you don't hate the character because of those flaws. And they really do dive deeply into, you know, the the problem that each of these people have. But like, you know what I mean? Where like a lot of times in an ensemble cast, they give you that one character who's just reprehensible. Yes. You know, Bradley Cooper in He's Just That, Not That Into You. He's cheating on his wife. Scarlett Johansson knows that he is cheating with her. And does it anyway. Yeah, does it anyway. Love Actually, Alan Rickman, horrible character, having an affair on his wife, with his secretary, you know, a lot of times ensemble cast just have these really, really gross characters. And this one didn't like I, I liked everybody despite yep. the obvious flaws that they had. It, it is so true. The content of this movie, like these are conversations that happen with guys. These are conversations that women discuss. Like dating is hard <laughs> and navigating the dating world is hard. And um, it was yeah, it was a great watch. I really enjoyed it. So you kind of went through the types of men. So the player, the mama's boy, the dreamer, the non-committer, the happily married man, and the happier divorced guy. So what other types of guys are there? Oh, like, like, uh, okay, okay. The sports guy, the guy who always talks about sports, brings up sport analogies, thinks of a relationship like a sporting event, knows every player on their favorite team, is a diehard fan, would do anything for their team, but not you. What? You sound like you're speaking from experience. No, I'm not. Are you but... saying that I'm a sports guy? <laughs> no, not okay. at all. Not at all. <laughs> I felt no, sorry, but it is true, right? Like they kind of break it down through through the movie of like how the player acts, how the mama's boy, like why he's a mama's boy the dreamer like how that goes but you know i think what they were missing here was the sports guy so i've got i I can do you one better the sports guy is bad Mm -hmm. and and to be clear it's not just the sports guy i'm gonna pinpoint the nfl guy that's a tough sell because nfl games are all day sunday so if you're like with (laughs) the nfl guy basically sunday's right off yeah by sunday but worse than the sports guy is the fantasy sports guy okay because they are like watching everything yes and they're incessant about random guys like oh man i need 10 more points from jimmy jimson over there and he's just watching you know a very random game just because he's got a guy in the game you know (laughs) that's worse than the sports guy because the sports guy has a team he likes i don't know really yeah like i feel like i've met some die hard guys that are like sports obsessed like one sport you're right like like the nfl guy or the the hockey guy or the baseball guy like they are diehards. It goes back to fever pitch. And but, I think that's I was about that, to say, was, Sarah, that was what it was behind, you know? Hold on, though, because right. Jim Fallon, Jimmy Fallon's character in mm-hmm. that, he was committed to the Boston Red Sox. So there was commitment in his life. Right. Fantasy I, football guys sleeping around. Whatever player oh happens to be whatever God. team, he's cheering for that dude, Okay, you know? okay, I see that. But still, you know, like <laughs> I said, the diehard fan would do anything for their team, Jimmy Fallon. But not, but not for, the for girl. Drew Barrymore. Yeah, yeah, exactly, God. exactly. So I did some research, and um, so ten types of guys almost every woman dates before finding the one. Okay, so we have the hot guy. No, oh, everybody dates a hot guy. Yeah, sure. super attractive. You know, women's heads turn when they walk into the room. You know, it's a great ego boost. The cool guy. Okay. Leather jacket, sunglasses. You know, just literally wherever he goes, he's the cool guy. The ambitious guy, the one who goes over the top. He is just has a goal and he wants to reach it. The brilliant guy, kind of nerdy, really likes to read books, super smart. The guy who always liked you. And oh, I think, like the the high school crush sort of yeah. thing who liked you though? Yes. You never really liked them, but they really liked you. This is the guy who had a crush on you since like fifth grade. You've always just stayed friends and then one day you give in. You just make it happen. You let it happen. That, those are always the relationships based on convenience. Uh, Bob's yes. been around. I, I guess I'll just try it out with Bob just to see what happens. 100%. And then you got to let them down. The partier. Oh, yeah. 
the guy always at any party that you show up to re- down for a good time always so when you asked the question i had the thinks he's still in college guy i think oh, those are one of the same probably. love it yep. yes the perfect guy on paper mm. totally there are those the guy in a band does everybody date the guy in the band i don't know i've never dated a guy did, in a i was band. gonna say did you what, what percentage of these guys did you date um partier the guy who always liked you convenience um the hot guy okay uh okay then there's the older guy okay and then there's the one hold on hold on i've got a friggin question okay. here because there's the one. Oh my gosh you're the one but so that means i'm not the hot guy though <laughs> no you can That's be hot and bullshit, the one Sarah. no 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 you can be you can be one of them and wow. the one you can be did one anybody else see that co- oh i feel God. like i just got slapped in the face no 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 Oh, I no. definitely dated the hot guy. Yeah. <laughs> You're ridiculous. That's so not true. So one of the couples, um, they've been dating forever. She keeps on thinking that, you know, every Christmas he gets her jewelry and he, she always thinks that it's a ring. She thinks, okay, now is the time. They've been dating forever. You know, it should happen soon. Is it true that a guy won't pop the question unless they are put into a position to or are required to? Okay, so so first off, we're talking about the girl who wants the ring. That's Gabrielle Union. Yes. And uh, Jerry Ferreira is playing the non-committer. Mm-hmm. Jeremy. Yeah, so Steve Harvey, something I find interesting about this movie is that he hops in and out yes. in like kind of TV interview form. On Oprah, yeah. Yeah, on Oprah, but he's like talking to you, the audience. Yes. It kind of breaks down <laughs> the, the fourth wall a little bit, but yeah. is it a third wall or a fourth wall? I, I have know. no idea. He says... The guy hasn't popped the question because you haven't required him to. That's that's absolutely, I mean, it's it's not absolutely true, but in situations where you got a non-committer, that is such poignant advice. Steve Harvey, who knew? He knew these things. I know. I'm like, who wrote this book? Did he write this book? I was, I was I about have to so say, many, I almost don't believe it. So many questions. So many questions about this book, Steve Harvey. Like, we're talking game show Steve Harvey. Yes. Is the Family one. feud. <laughs> Family feud. I want to know more. I want to know more. Okay, so talk to me about this. A guy won't propose unless he's made to, basically required to do so. Especially if he's kind of sitting on the fence. Yeah, well, so, I mean, but here's the problem. The thing with Jeremy playing the non-committer is Mm -hmm. that he doesn't realize that he's supposed to be doing that. It's true. I think there are a lot of guys who are kind of lulled into... Like a girl will say, oh, like, I don't need a ring right now. And they'll just like, we're literal beings. Okay. We're practical. (laughs) We're literal. I'm putting it out of my mind for years now. This is not going to float back into my brain for like 18 more months. Oh my God. Because you said that. So like, I I think that's great advice. Do you think it's modern time enough that, you know, she could propose to him? What a question, Sarah. Okay. Example. If you propose to me, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, sweet, cool. I've Sweet, been proposed cool. to. Awesome. Would you say yes? Because you haven't said yes yet. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah, okay, good, okay, yes, good, yeah. good. We're good. married. Like, I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> what do you mean I haven't said yes You proposed yet? to me, but what if I had proposed to you? Yeah, sure. That sounds okay. good. Okay. So what if what if the girl who wants the ring? Yeah. I mean, Gabrielle get Union, that ring, girl. But what if she just proposes to him? Well, she's, it like, is an option. She's playing like psychological warfare against Jeremy she now to get is. him yes. to propose. Thanks to Steve Harvey and his book. Which is wild. Oh my gosh, the girl who wants the ring. But he's not wrong. I think she says something. What What does she say? Getting Jeremy to propose is like getting Jeremy to paint the kitchen or put the toilet seat down. It's not going to happen until I require him to do it. That's not wrong. That's not incorrect. So, you know, just politely saying, oh, hey, um, put the toilet seat down. Eventually you'll do it. And it is true. You, you've you done it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I never used to do that. And now I do do it. So yeah. case in point, it, it could it be does. successful it's if you true. go about it that way. It is true. Okay. <laughs> what, at one point, Steve Harvey references men like dogs. Like, you got to train them. And it's, yeah, like, that's not wrong either. Like, <laughs> we're pretty, sometimes moldable. You just got to work through work it a little it. bit. Yeah. Got to be a treat and a clicker, you know, positive reinforcement. We'll get there eventually. Okay. Have treats ready. Yeah. (laughs) What's your treat of choice? I was about to say, they come in a variety of forms. We don't need to get too deep into that. We're going down a path. (laughs) 
Okay, so they mentioned this in the movie, but it seems that ladies are no longer taking advice from each other on men. They're taking advice from Steve Harvey on his new book. Which is absurd. I still don't believe it. Keep going. So they all kind of break off into dating. All the guys find women to date. So we have the mama's boy versus the single mom. They meet in a line at bookstore. And honestly, I think this is a romantic place to meet in a bookstore. I know several rom-coms who have that premise. (laughs) But I don't know why. I guess it's, you know, it's somewhere other than a bar. And it lets you know that they're intellectual. You know, like they're they're not just going to sit and... I don't know, watch TV all day, or it just gives them a little bit more oomph. Like gives the guy more oomph? Yeah, okay, yes, okay. yeah. So we're talking about um, Michael is the mama's boy. And Candace. And Candace is the single, is the mom. single mom. Next up, we have the non-committer versus the girl who wants the ring. So we right. just chatted, chatted about, about them. them yeah. So they've been dating forever, and she's just waiting for her boyfriend to throw that ring on that finger. However, in his eyes, she's one of the guys. And he thinks that she enjoys all the same things he does, which she does, but in doses now. She's grown out of getting, you know, high and playing video games every single day, but he hasn't. He just won't take that extra step to kind of get there. And in, you know, through everything, she just wants that dang ring. Then we have the dreamer versus the woman who is her own man. I love them the most. Oh my God, me too. Or maybe I just love Dominic the most. I think might I, be the case, but... You know what? I, it's between the dreamer and the woman who's her own man. So Lauren and Dominic and the mama's boy and the single mom. I love Candace. Mm. I do. I think she's great. I love it. She's sweet. Yes. But um, Dominic's also sweet, so... He is. Yeah. So the dreamer, the woman who is her own man. He's a chef and she's a CEO of a big company. And she keeps going to the restaurant that he works at, and he always sees her when she comes in, but he hasn't had the guts to go up to her. She is looking for somebody who is just as successful as she is. And things get a little bit, uh, they're first, they're, I guess they're meet cute, right? So he is also valet at the restaurant that he works at. Well, so he is kitchen staff, but like, like he is the chef, but then I guess they didn't have enough valet. So he happens to go outside. And get into this really nice car. And then her, being obsessed with status, sees beautiful Dominic get into this, I don't know, Lamborghini, whatever it is. And really, he's just parking it somewhere. But she drives off and he follows her off in that car. They do have a cute little meet-cute. They do. Which is all a sham. It's all a lie. But it was cute. It was cute. Um, And then finally, we have the player versus the 90-day girl. So Zeke, so he's usually there for a good time and is a huge player. And Maya, she always gets ghosted by men. So she has decided to take the advice from Steve Harvey, as they all have, and use the 90-day rule specifically, meaning a guy won't get in her pants until after 90 days. Of course, he doesn't know that when they're meeting and having their little meet-cute at the bar. So back to the non-committer and the girl who wants the ring. Um, So how do you feel about her wanting to redo the living room and home and getting rid of all his stuff like what if I came home and I said like okay sorry you can't play video games anymore I'm getting rid of all your your game consoles what would you do yeah okay 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 okay. because that's kind of on the same level as what she's doing you don't think no okay 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 dive in all right all right wow this hit a nerve yeah any anytime listen anytime you're like living with a significant other as a guy you need to understand that like 95% 95% of the decor of this home is not on me. Like that's, yes. I am not responsible for any of the decisions that are going to be made here. I get, I get a TV in a basement and that's probably like my spot. Okay. Okay. Let's just, let's just also say like, you're okay with it. Yeah. But like, <laughs> that's the situation 90% of the time. Jeremy, in his situation, he's got like action figures all over the place. Yeah, he does. He's got lot. Star Wars posters and stuff like that. It's a lot, right? It it's a lot. Okay, it's he's a got lot. his college couch, which Ooh. dude, my college couch. I got rid of that as not as soon as I could, but like, it was not a good couch. No. Okay. No, you it should wasn't. not be a career person owning that. So, everything that she was doing. Absolutely justified. Okay. Oh wow! I didn't think you'd. I didn't think you'd agree. Well, the, I like dude, she this. She wants though. to move his action figures. To she wants to get rid of the couch. Like, girl, if you want to get rid of my gaming consoles, now we got problems. Well, I just, I All just, right? you know, went went bigger. Go like go bigger. Yeah, go home, I could right? tell you were trying to strike a nerve. I, <laughs> and understand. I did. I did. They're tucked away in the basement. All right. <laughs> got a tiny little TV down there. It's just me. That's my spot. That's my five percent of the household. I own. Oh my god. Jeremy needs to find his five percent of the household. That's. 
for him, okay? <laughs> yeah, like give him a room, you know? I, I well, think... Well, she's a real estate agent. Like she knows what home decor is supposed to look like. Imagine going to her house and seeing that crappy couch. Yeah, and this is kind of the first step that she takes to kind of make him realize like we are adults. We are successful. We need to grow up. Oh, but I did forget one thing about the 90-day rule. So Steve Harvey puts it this way. It's like a benefits package. How Ford waits 90 days to hand out the benefits package because of probation. Why won't women wait 90 days? I just thought that was really funny. The uh, There's a few metaphors. There's there's a fish metaphor that he has coming up to that... Oh. It, uh, I, like, I don't know how much credit I should be giving to Steve <laughs> Harvey, but like that is also a great line. Good job, Steve. I don't know if you came up with that yourself, but... Bravo. Good job. <laughs> that that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so the first dates. They're all really cute. The guys are trying really hard. The girls are ready to be wined and dined. Dominic picks up Lauren and has a rose for her. Super cute. They go on a really cute date. Maya's going on a date with Zeke. He picks her up and um, doesn't open the door. This is funny. I actually thought this <laughs> this almost was like my best scene just because I thought it was really, really funny. It made me like laugh out loud. He doesn't open the door for her. He goes around and she like is like It's open. It's open. I don't go out on dates with guys who don't open the door for me. And then he gets really? in the car and drives really? off. And Seriously? I was dying laughing. I was <laughs> oh, like, girl, man. your expectations are are high. He was like, okay, goodbye, and he yeah. drove off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, no, I loved too. it. And then he reversed and then he actually was like, I'm joking. And then he gets out and opens the door. I thought that was really cute gotcha. charming right like it was cute it was charming and maya is she's such a gorgeous person but she is Thank so you. uptight she's I, you know what i think she's jaded okay yeah yeah i would agree with that yeah yeah sure. she's jaded she's been ghost a billion times like she wants somebody to wine and dine her which fair enough um so let's talk about some of the talking points that they have on their first dates again all the ladies are using tips from steve's book and so they all use the what are your long-term and short-term goals would you talk about something like this on your first few dates or would you have an answer if someone asked you this on a first like first date or a first few dates? Like, would you have an answer to that? Like, that's an in-depth question. First of all, that's a horrible question to ask on the first date. Is that your I advice, know. Steve Harvey? That's okay. That's not great. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Because what? Am I at a job interview? Hey, look, like... I think there's a few basic questions that every woman should ask a man to determine two things. If this guy has a plan for you or if this guy is just going to play with you. My short-term goals. You mean like tomorrow? Like I just feel like those expectations right off the bat. Like you're even just trying to get to know each other's like middle names or <laughs> favorite colors or like favorite food or if they're actually anaphylactically allergic to anything. Like, Are these questions that you ask on no, first No, dates? no, no. But <laughs> Do I mean, you have any allergies? <laughs> no, but I just... <laughs> But even those questions aren't even as in depth. <laughs> okay, I just want to preface: I have never asked anybody this on the first date. <laughs> Are you anaphylactic? Why would you? I don't know. <laughs> they whip out their epipen. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that you mention it, wow, yeah. My favorite color is blue, and I am allergic to seafood. <laughs> Thank you for caring. <laughs> Okay, but even those questions are a lot. And I wouldn't even broach the, what are your long-term and short-term goals for the next? Or do you have a five-year plan? Yeah. Like, who I, asks that? Especially when you're in the realm of dating. Like, now now I do have an answer to all those questions. But back when even I was... Even your favorite color? Yeah, I do. I'm also... <laughs> I know my allergies. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but when you're dating, you're kind of probably just seeing where things are going because... Your two to five year plan could change based on if you meet somebody. Mm, you know, you might be in a city that you're not really, you're just there for some opportunity and you'd move on, blah, 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 you know? Yeah. That's a tough question to ask. It's a very tough question. I, like, I'm thinking in my mind right now, other than like, are you anaphylactically allergic to anything? I mean, like, I don't have anything for long term and short term goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. On a good day, I can't answer that question. <laughs> Peanut allergies. Interesting. Wow. Not met one of those yet. Pine nuts. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. <laughs> so the first dates end. Uh, Candace and Michael, uh, so single mom and uh, mama's boy. Michael tells her after the first date that he wants her to meet his mama, which is like that a red flag after a first date? 
Yeah, after the first date, for sure. Yeah. Oh, I think I think that is like like throw my hand up in the air with like a very large red flag. Like that right there is like a no thank you. It's too soon after a first date. Zeke and Maya, they kiss and she leaves him at the door. Date one of 90. Um, and then we have Dominic and Lauren uh, and they make out and do it. Yep. So a, a wide variety of activities happening. And then Dominic makes her food the next oh, morning. Oh, yes. Adorable. That's clutch. That right there. Yes. But the key thing with them is that he realizes that he's not good enough for her. So yeah. he is kind of fibbing saying, you know, I'm a chef, but I'm kind of out of work right now. But I've got some things in the hopper. I've got some opportunities. Yeah, I like it because it's not like a lie, but it's a fib, you know? Like, uh, that's why I use the word than fib. A, smaller it's... than a lie. Yeah. She thinks I'm a chef on the rise. A cold ass Benz. And a sexy limo driver. I look good last night. I had a head cocked to the side. Mm. Guys, she's going to run when I tell her the truth. Whatever you do, you don't tell her the truth. Thank you. You delay. I wouldn't tell her she was in the third trimester. Yeah, I can't do that. Dom, I know you, okay? And you're trying to grow a conscience here. Trust me on this one. Honesty is overrated, man. Hey, that's in the Bible. Old Testament. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, so they continue dating all of them, all the guys, relationships. Um, you know, they're going really well, but then they start to fall apart. Lauren finds out that Dominic is a is a caterer at an event that she's actually getting an award at. That which, was so uncomfortable. Oh I God, had to I pause know. because it was uncomfortable. Really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay, so should it make a difference at this point? Like, you guys are dating. I know it's important to some people and, like, that's what their storyline is really about. You know, he's a dreamer. She believes in him, but only when she thinks he's successful and rich. That's right. And, and you know, that's her turning point is realizing status isn't all. Love is, you know, love is love and... I've got so Chase much to say that. later about their relationship. Okay. I got some problems with oh, it. But oh, yeah, okay. no, you're right. It, it shouldn't matter. But he did lie. We do need to acknowledge that. Bad on him, right? Yeah, but okay. But there was a if, connection there. You can't deny right. it. Right. If he would have been up front, do you think she would have dated him? No. Okay. I Absolutely I not. agree. Yeah. I agree wholeheartedly. I think if she, if he had... So, like, did he play it the better way? Like, I think he probably played it the best way, I guess. I think so. Yeah, but they try to make it work, they right? They do. Yeah. It's cute. So Michael brings Candace home to meet his mom, and um, she's uh, not overly nice to Candace, and um, takes Candace on a, a tour of the house, and it's wild. He is a mom, mama's boy. Uh, photos all over the place of the house, like all over the house of just him and his mom doing every everything together. Um, no wonder why he's single. It's a little creepy. It's a little I'll creepy. Be honest, it's, it's kind of weird. I mean, Michael's character is very likable, but uh, he there's is. like a a coexistence problem there where she can't like he sees her every Sunday. Like every Sunday is yes, yes, the day yeah. that I have with my mom. Yeah, I mean, like I think you know there could be some flexibility there. She gets six days and his mom gets one. But like, I mean, I feel like on those one days that are his mom's, they do everything together mm -hmm. and they take all the pictures together. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's a little weird. It is weird. It's no, it's not a little weird. It's weird. <laughs> um, Zeke's cookie crumbles on the fifth date when um, she invites him in for a nightcap and it really means a nightcap. They don't have sex. They, yeah, they don't Even do though it. he thinks it. Is the we need to talk bad? We need to talk. Ladies, few words are more menacing than the dreaded four. We need to talk. Now, that means one of two things. That we did something wrong or you literally want to talk. She wants to talk. Ooh, that's good. That's bad, dude. Good. Oh, she talked your damn head off. Is it ever a good sign when a woman wants to talk? <laughs> no. Not in my house anymore. Chris used to be fun and chill and... Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All the time? I don't think all the time. Like, sometimes you need to talk. Yeah, it's it's always bad. It's never good. Always bad. 100% of the time, it's bad. Okay, so should women s start saying that we need to talk and then talk about good things? You're doing it like we're, we're dogs again, like positive reinforcement. <laughs> let's let's get you out of this bad environment. And now, you know, I'm not going to throw you in the pool. We're just going to get your feet wet a little yeah, bit and yeah. then you'll learn how to swim. Yeah. I mean, yeah, sure. But like, we're going to figure out what the new next thing is. Oh like, even God. the way, the cadence of which you say my name, like Devin, I know that's as good as saying we need to talk. You do say, oh, no. Yeah, every time because I know what's coming. So it doesn't matter. You can change it to whatever wording you want. Guys are going to figure it out. Okay, fair enough. 
So after all of their relationships uh, start to go south, they finally figure out that it's all been because of this book. So um, Cedric, who is Kevin Hart, who's kind of been like in the background feeding these guys. He's also the narrator of the movie. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. He's kind of been feeding these guys some bad advice at times because yeah. he is happily divorced. And they're, it's not a bachelor party. It's a divorce party. And they're on like yes. a party bus. Yep. And then one of the guys says, man, like she hit me with this. What are your two year and five year plans? And and one of the other guys is like, hold on, like my girl said the exact same thing and they all realize, oh my God, every single one of these girls have been reading this friggin' Steve Harvey book. <laughs> yeah. And Michael, mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the mama's boy actually dips on the divorce party yeah. to go back to his mom's house and he finds that book. So he's like, oh my God, guys, I got the book. And they all read up on the book and now the guys are armed with the knowledge yes. of what the girls are doing. They, they kind of have the playbook. Of what the girls are going to be going through. Which is hilarious because they all start doing everything that the women wanted them to do in the first place. So applying for jobs, telling them that they're number one, cooking for them, doing all these nice things for them. Which is so funny to me because it's like the women wanted and were tricking you into doing them anyway. But now you're actually doing them in spite of them. But you're still doing them. You're still doing it. Yeah, all. The, the the girls still win. <laughs> yeah, and you're and you're loving it. Like they all they all start to enjoy this relationship that they have with these women. So Zeke and Maya go to see a concert. And side note, Zeke used to be in a band, and he has his own CD. They go see a concert, and Maya gives her uncle the CD, who's a producer, and um. Maya really liked it, and so she shared it with her uncle, and I think he might get a record deal. There's kind of talks about that. It is very true if you get introduced as a friend that that is a red flag. Steve Harvey says that if he has a plan for the future, he will call you something else. Okay. I I agree with that. I I think so. I agree 100%. If you've been dating for, like, more than three dates... You guys are dating. Is that is that the number? No, for no, 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 three no, dates. no, no. It's not. No, but I mean, you're obviously like you enjoy each other's company if it's more than three dates, mm-hmm. depending on what those dates have been. But I don't think you're a girlfriend, but like you're you're hanging out. I, I don't know what. what this is the person I hang out with. Mm, oh, doesn't feel better yeah, than friends. You're right. <laughs> doesn't feel better than friends. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But it is a red flag, I think. But Let's that, say they've been dating for like six months. Oh, oh, 100%. Big time. Yeah, if. Well, it's a red flag if you feel like the relationship is past the we're just friends and he calls you a friend. Yes. That's where it's a problem. Big red flag. What are other red flags? The guy who brings you out for dinner and forgets their wallet. Oh, the forgets the... uh, If it happens like once or twice... I was just about to say. I I forget my wallet. Yeah, I know you do. Um, (laughs) You do it on purpose. Um, I don't. I know, I'm just fucking... Um, Okay, yeah. Once, it's also 2021. You can eat tra- or like Venmo somebody some yes. money, you know. Once, fine. But if it's multiple times and if it becomes a trend, then you know. Red flag. If their house or apartment uh, or place that they're living is a disaster, is a disaster all the time. Like every time you go there, it's just an absolute disaster. Uh, I'm going to push back a little bit on that. What, what do you mean? Why? Like what, what if, do you mean a disaster? Okay, like uh, don't have sheets don't have uh like their bathroom is a disaster is gross it's not clean like you know you're having a girl coming over you gotta have it you gotta have it a little bit clean anyway guys that's a turnoff okay okay fine fine because what if the girl's like okay i think i could live with this guy in the future and this is how they they portray themselves in their household but listen back to what steve said a guy is only going to oh do what's God. required of him. So if you walk in and you say, wow, this place is a pigsty. I want you to clean up the bathroom. What if he cleans up the bathroom yeah, but the next why time does, you go over? Why does the woman have to tell you what to do? You should just have some sense to do it. Okay. <laughs> right? Like you'd want to impress them. So why would you just clean one there, Sarah. Yeah, you might have caught me in one. Yeah, exactly. Because... <laughs> Because we're not looking for babysit, like to babysit somebody. That's or true. To, to yeah, you would be amazed oh, by how little guys need to survive. Oh, I remember my first place, like when I was not living with anybody. I don't even think I had a couch for a long time. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Is that what that is? <laughs> straight up, straight up. I had a bed. I, I didn't even have a bed. Yo, I had an air mattress for a little while. I had like a chair and a TV, and that's it. And I had kitchen stuff to cook for myself. I eventually got a table. 
Oh my god, <laughs> I can't. Guys need very minimal amount of things to be happy with life. So Dominic drives uh, Lauren home and drops her off at her apartment for the evening. And a guy drives up in a nice car right after him and gets out. And it's Lauren's old fling, James. And he asks her out and she says yes. But what about you? I mean, you engaged, married? No. Uh, no, not married or engaged. Uh, really? Just dating, but nothing serious. Well, then why don't we go to dinner? Sure. Let's do it. I mean, let's but- do dinner. <laughs> How do we feel about this? Well, I've got a lot to say about this. This oh, is okay. This is my what should have been, and I can I'll do my what should have been at the end of okay. our little conversation because I got a lot of problems with that. Okay, Lauren, that's not okay. Ever. I was just that's about to absolutely say absolutely not okay. My my guy Dominic, are you kidding? Come on. I know. I was gonna say I like. Is it? Do you think it's okay because they haven't had the exclusivity talk yet, or is it just always not cool to do that? It's always not cool to do that. And then she breaks up with him, if yeah. I'm jumping ahead a little bit, in like a really clinical way. Yes, very, very like... A little bit... Dis- <laughs> it wasn't disrespectful. It just didn't feel right that she was already planning, you know, another relationship with another guy while yeah. she still had Dominic here pining over her. Yeah, you're right. It is clinical the way that she does it. She almost softens the blow by giving him, oh, but here's a business proposal to help you get, you know, your restaurant. Oh, that was gross. I didn't like right? that. That like, was so... And it's also like if you see this other guy and you think, wow, you know what? I, I'd love to go out on a date with that guy. You say, no, I'm actually seeing somebody. You circle back. You break up with Dominic. And then you're free to, hey, you know what? Actually, that other relationship didn't work out. I'd love to go for dinner. Yeah. But you need to go through the process. You can't just jump to him while you still got Dominic over Definitely here. Definitely. Agreed. So Candace and Michael are sitting on the couch and um, he gets caught in in some lies about where he's been on the days that he's been or that he said he's been working or, um, you know, he's he's actually been out with his mom. Which is all these times. That's absurd. So You're lying to your girlfriend about hanging out with your mom. Yo, that's weird. Michael. Yeah, like, why are you hiding that? So Michael even switches his mom's number to show as like work in his phone. So every time. His mom calls, it shows up as work. And of course... That's like what guys do when they're cheating. Yeah. Except it's with your mom. Yeah. And Candace picks up and of course it's Loretta. And like she's like, I've had it. Like the, the, the lies are too much. The fact that you want to spend more time with your mom than me. You talk to your mom more than me. Like there's some big red flags there. And so they break up. Maya and Zeke, they do sleep together. He, he says the words to her. And not in the way that he means but that she wants to hear, right? Like he says, I love you, girl. But yeah, it was more just for getting the CD to the producer. So 90 day rule to hell Out with it. Out the window. Let's, let's, so around here, especially with Maya, there's a few Steve Harvey lines that I really like. He talks about not being a chirp chirp girl. A chirp chirp girl. What's a chirp chirp girl? Because you don't want to become a chirp chirp girl. A what? Chirp chirp. He just hits the locks and you hop in. He don't even have to open the door. It's because it's a car, right? Chirp, chirp. Chirp, Jump in. Don't be that. <laughs> he also brings up uh, men are always fishing. You can be a trophy fish, something he wants to show off to his friends or someone they want to date. That is factual. That's that's true. Steve Harvey is not lying to you. A single guy is always looking for that other person. You might be at the bar and you might be like, wow, like love to bang her. That sounds great. Or you might be at the bar and be like, wow, like what a intellectual conversation I had. I would love to spend more time with her. Yeah. You got to figure out which one of those you mm, are, right? Yeah, yeah. When he sees you. And I think he has, Zeke has realized that he does want. She's not a trophy her. fish. No. I think he wants to be, well, no, we don't think. We know he wants to be with her. But the problem with Maya and Zeke that Zeke's an idiot. He leaves his book yes. just out in the open for her to find. Okay, well, no. It was in the side drawer. That's just her snooping when she gets up and realizes that he's left a note saying that he's going to go get breakfast, which is super sweet because she sees the note and she automatically panics thinking that he ghosted her. 100%. Um, because that's which, what Chris Brown was doing. Exactly, yes. Um, and, like, she finds the book and realizes that he knows all about the 90-day rule, which, should she be pissed about this? Like, I mean, I think she's more annoyed that he's using it against her, I guess, in a way. But you're using a book against him. I was about to say, like, like you're manipulating know. him yeah. to get what you want. He's manipulating you back to mm-hmm. get what he wants. Who's in the wrong? I don't know. 
She's pissed at him though. So she, she stops is. off. And so they break up. They're, they're done. Yeah. They're kaput. Back to the non-committer. Forgot so everyone's broken up. So yeah. everybody's basically broken up. The non-committer, even Kristen leaves him saying that boys shack, men build homes. She is done with waiting for him to propose because he just freaks out and at her and just doesn't want to commit. And so she's had it. She leaves. They're all broken up. All of the guys are at the bar having shots. All of them are single. And Cedric, this is the funniest part. I, like, Cedric realizes that even after he's gotten divorced, he still loves his ex-wife, Gail. Calls her in the bar bathroom and says that he wants to come home and... and it's my house too. I'm coming home. Which is, which is where I belong, girl. Girl, I, I'm, I'm tired of this tough shit. I miss you, Gail. Gail, I ain't been the same, man. I'm out here. I'm out here in these streets and shit. I'm out here in the strip clubs. These girls calling me by my first name. I'm like I'm here every day, which I am, but that's because I'm going through something, Gail. I need to be held. I need you to rub my back. Put me in my onesie. I change. I need my woman back. I'm around all these men and shit. I don't want it. I don't want that life no more. I want you and Jesus. And that's it. Okay, big daddy. What you say? Leaves all the single guys, which he's provided advice to the entire time, to break up with the girls or not be in a relationship. And he himself runs back to his ex-wife. Hilarious. Kind of a D-bag move on uh, Yeah, on big Cedric, time. Because, but... like, I'm sitting there, I'm like, you're going to leave them all hanging single. You're not going to help them with advice now because they're all single and you're super pumped about it. <laughs> and yet you run back to your ex-wife. Yeah. Okay, so this is... This is my best scene. Ooh, here we go. It's when Jeremy finally proposes to Kristen. They're not really too much in this movie. They're just like here and there because their relationship is far different than them going on a first date, right? Like they've been dating for, let's say, 13 years. I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out there. They've been dating a really long time. Their relationship is different. They're in a different stage in their relationship. There's a lot less nuance and intrigue. Like Mm -hmm. she wants him to propose... She throws out all his nerdy stuff. <laughs> yeah. He gets upset. That's basically it. Yeah, like that, that's yeah. them in a nutshell. There are some really funny scenes throughout this entire movie. Um, really well written. Like it was really, really great. But this scene was a little bit more emotional. But it was still funny though. It was. The way he proposes to her finally in the house that she's trying to sell. And the side comments from the couple who want to buy the house. Like I I did laugh out loud and I just thought it was like a mix, such a great mix of like really cute, sincere, and touching, and then hilarious like really passive aggressive comments from the people who want to buy the house. I love it. I miss you and I want you back. So sweet. I want to buy you a house. That's my man. Step up there. I want to buy you this house. Back up, bitch. You ain't buying my house. Oh, oh, oh it's fine. No, How the hell are you talking about buying my house? I know. It's breathing. I'm breathing. I'm breathing. The comedy. And yes. my best scene is already gone, but I'm going to come back to it later. Okay. There is a lot of understated comedy in this movie. That's it's just the perfect amount. It like, is like it doesn't take away. So, like some movies, there are big romantic gestures that they try to throw jokes into, and it takes away. This movie, they found a nice ebb and flow to mm-hmm. let's be romantic and then let's be funny and let's let's let both of these moments live. So then, and to to wrap up all the relationships, nice little bow. Uh, Michael, the mama's boy, yes. he actually goes over to his mom's house and he's like, "Listen, I like we need." To uh, talk about boundaries a little bit. <laughs> yeah, just a little. Turns out the mom is having a relationship with the pastor of yes, her church. and did the 90-day rule with him. She did the 90-day rule with him. Kind of weird. But anyway, he, so him and Candace, they figure things out. They're good. Obviously, Jeremy, the non-committer, he finally proposes. That's great. Finally. Zeke has this kind of like, he has this moment at like a cafe. At where a he, bookstore. At a bookstore where he, uh, Maya happens to be there and he jumps on stage and he sings a song for her, about her. And then they have this nice little impassioned moment where they get back together. And then we get to Dominic. Yes. And Lauren. Yes. Have I talked about all the others? Yeah. I think I got all of them. Yeah. Dominic and Lauren. So Dominic finally is fulfilling his dream of opening a restaurant, right. not quite a food truck. Food truck, food truck. But hey, he's just doing it just to just to get into it. Yeah. You know? Start off. You got to start somewhere. Actually, Lauren and Candace are friends. Yes, they That's, are. All the guys are friends, but of the female, uh, of the girls, Lauren and Candace are friends. So Lauren asks Candace, like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, oh, Michael and all the guys and everybody, we're, we're going over to D- Dominic. You know, we're going to support his new business. And at this point, Lauren goes out to dinner with that guy who she was going to go, who she 
thought was more successful than Dominic. Yes. Realizes that he's really douchey. All he cares about is status and prestige. It's a fine line between confidence and cocky. And she realizes, I made a horrible decision. I want Dominic. And she goes to the food truck and she jumps in line. Yep. Dominic, he may have all the money in the world and all the power, but he doesn't have half your potential. Stop. Stop. I don't need you to do that for me anymore. I'm doing me now, all right? Thanks for coming. I got a business to run. I'm sure you can respect that, right? And then she jumps in the food truck, and she's like, no, I'm not going to accept that. I want you to be with me, blah, blah, blah. What are you doing? I want you back. Yeah, I, I, listen, I'm not an acquisition. You can't just decide. I'm asking. Oh, yeah? And I'm asking for some service. You get your pork sausage, Porky! Beat it! Lauren, listen, we're just too different, okay? Yes, we are different. But I think that's a good thing. What you need is status. You need no, titles. No, I, I don't. I don't care about No, no, no. What I need is a man who makes me feel like I'm special. I don't care about his title. And I don't care how much money you make. I don't care what kind of car you drive. I just, I need you. Please. I'm sorry. Ultimately, we want different things. No. I disagree. I think we want the exact same thing. What's that? Well, first, I would like to have my chef special hold the pork. Dominic ends up taking her back. Yes. This is my what should have been. I'm going to do it early. Okay. Because my best scene is going to be later. Oh, wow. I'm so excited. My only what should have been in this movie is that Dominic should not have taken Whoa, Lauren back. you I, think? I think they should have stayed like... Oh, I love them though. <sighs> she literally dumped him for another dude. Yeah, but she's learned. It's not that's a... Her, that's her arc. I don't know. Even like like Even if I switch the roles, if Dominic did that to Lauren, I'd be like, she shouldn't take him back. Mm. What if he left her for another girl while they were still dating? Wow, okay. Yeah. Because she wasn't successful enough for him. Oh, yeah. Wow. Horrible. Yeah, okay, okay. When you put it that way. They do end up together. They do. Taraji P. Henson. She's so, like, she's such a great actress. I know she is. So, like, that I big impassioned speech at the end, mm-hmm. I loved it. But at the same time, you know, credits roll. And I'm like, ah, Dominic, man, though, like, I, I think you would have been better on your own. Am I wrong? I still like them together. I'm happy they ended up together, but you know me. Like I want, you know, <laughs> I want like everyone to be happy. I want all the love. To yeah, be I love, want all you know? the love. So I mean, I'm happy with the way it ended. I mean, I'm just picking a point of. No, I. Think I wish this was different. It was a great, like Overall, I think it is a great, great honorable movie. mention. Yes, honestly, I know, so good, love it. Quick facts. The movie is based off of the real life book "Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man" by Steve Harvey. When Dominic, Michael Ely, talks to the guys about the movie Four Colored Girls in 2010, he says the psycho drops his kids out of the window. Ely played the character who did just that in the movie. With a budget of $12 million, the film was director Tim Story's smallest production since Barbershop in 2002. Story had previously worked on the highly expensive Fantastic Four films in 2005. From their first interaction, it is established that Michael is younger than Candace, but likely no more than four years younger, seen as they attended high school at the same time, with Candace graduating first. In real life, Jenkins is 11 years younger than Hall, who were 30 and 41 years old respectively when the movie was released. Alex, who plays Chris Brown, calls Maya, Megan Good, Monique in the movie, to which she retorts stating her real name was Maya. Megan Good's middle name is Monique. Prior to starting acting careers, Steve Harvey, Kevin Hart, and Gary Owen began as stand-up comics. Along with the sequel to this movie, Kevin Hart, Regina Hall, and Michael Ely would also star together in the movie About Last Night in 2014. This is the second time Regina Hall has played a character with the name Candace. The first time was in The Best Man and its sequel, The Best Man Holiday. Kevin Hart and Jennifer Lewis also starred together in The Wedding Ringer in 2015. Kevin Hart and Romani Malko appeared in the sequel to this movie, Think Like a Man 2, in 2014. They also appeared together in another movie, The 40-Year-Old Virgin, in 2005. This movie put an end to The Hunger Games ruling the number one spot at the box office. It held number one for four weeks before this movie came out. 
Romney Malko and Megan Good previously starred together in The Love Guru in 2008. Romney Malko began his career as a recording artist with the rap group College Boys, who had a number one hit, Victim of the Ghetto. Chris Brown and Megan Good both played in Stomp the Yard in 2007. Best scenes. I didn't mention mine. Mm -hmm. What is it? Kevin Hart's character, Cedric. Specifically, when he's like randomly sleeping over at Zeke's place. Okay. Cedric broken up with his wife, Gail. Mm -hmm. And Zeke, he, he just like ends up there a lot. Controversial opinion. I think we have reached the point in our society... I'm sorry if this offends anybody. We've reached a point of too much Kevin Hart. Oh, I know I'm going to get hate for too this. Too much Kevin Hart. Too much. You think? We got the Jumanjis. Oh, he's good in Jumanji. All the Dwayne Johnsons. That they, lo- they love putting Dwayne the Rock they Johnson do. and they Kevin do. Hart together. They do a few movies, eh? There's just a lot of Kevin Hart in the world right now. I think 2012 brings us back to a simpler time where he was really like, he was peaking as a comedian and starting to achieve success in a, as an actor. And in this movie, the story is really the four other guys mm-hmm. and him being the bitter bitter other friend on the sideline. And that, in my opinion, is the perfect amount of Kevin Hart. Because I feel like <laughs> now he's like a star actor, so he's like, I'm the, I'm the star of the show. Like, if we're looking at J-Lo, he's not the iconic gold dress, okay? Kevin Hart is the, the gold necklace that she's wearing, you know? Oh, the diamond necklace. The diamond necklace yes. that she's wearing. Like, he's, he's a nice piece of a bigger puzzle that okay. shouldn't all be about him. Okay, so he's a good um, supporting character. Like, his interactions with those guys, especially when he's at Zeke's apartment, I thought were hilarious. Oh, yeah, he's And hilarious. I would have moments of like, wow, I, Kevin Hart's so funny. And then I think about what he's been doing lately, and I'm like, ah, that's a lot of Kevin Hart lately. <laughs> you know, like, this movie was nice. <laughs> he wasn't in it too much. He was know? part of the movie, not the star of the movie. Exactly. Okay, okay. Honorable mentions. My honorable mention is Steve Harvey because I still have no idea how he came up with this book and whether or not he truly wrote it. I have so many questions still. My honorable mention, just anything with Dominic. Mm-hmm. I love Dominic. He's as smooth as butter. Just such a lovable character. Such a lovable character, but I don't think I've ever seen a role of his. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. He might have been the villain in something. I'm not aware because everything I see him in, I'm like, ah. No, he's good. I like everything he's Love in. Love that guy. Yeah. You know? And what should have been. I don't have a what should have been. So I said my what should have been. Yes. It's that Lauren and Dominic should not have I know. They together. really need to be together, though, and they are, so I'm happy about it. You should have told her to kick rocks. Get out of here. Sarah's happy about how, how it ended. Kick I rocks. am not. <laughs> and overall rewatchability. Okay, so my rewatchability is as follows. Chemistry, 4.5. Storyline, 4. Thirst Factor, 4.5. Imagination, 4. Soundtrack, 3.5. Cheese, 3.5 for an overall score of 4 out of 5. Ooh, we are Ooh, baby. 0.03 off. Oh, okay. What's yours? I got Chemistry, 4. Mm-hmm. Storyline, 3.5. Thirst Factor. How can you not have a 5 out of 5 here? We have both Michael Ely and <laughs> know, uh, Romney Malco taking their shirts off at different points in the movie. I know. I love it. Got a lot of abs happening. This is true. Imagination 3.2. Kind of a random number, but I threw it out there. Soundtrack 4, cheese 4.5 for an overall score wow. of 4.03. Okay, so we're very close. We loved this movie. Very good pick, yeah. And this has been the Rom-Com Rewind of Think Like a Man. If you're listening to us on Spotify, make sure you throw us a follow. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you want to reach out to us, talk about anything, you can get at us on Instagram, at Rom-Com Rewind, or on TikTok. Or you can just leave a review somewhere. We'll read it, I promise. Thanks for listening.